What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. What if your business could feel more spacious, more joyful, more profitable by actually doing less? That's what we're going to talk about in this week's episode of Alchemy and Action, letting go of things that no longer serve us in our business so that we have space to create the life and work that we really want. Welcome back to this week's episode of Alchemy in Action. I'm your host, Amanda Cook. I'm an author, an entrepreneur, and an alchemist. And I am really into talking about this idea of business clutter here in the autumn. So of course, you can do this any time of year, whenever you're listening to this episode. But this is especially perfect to do in the autumn season because autumn has a strong energy of letting go. So if you'd like to learn more about the seasonal energies, because each of the four seasons throughout the year has different natural energies associated with it, you'll want to listen to my episode on the wheel of the year, which is episode 250 on this podcast. Now, of course, you can do anything you want at any time of year because you're an adult who can make your own decisions. But the cool thing about living and working in tune with the natural seasonal energies is that it's just easier. Autumn has a natural energy of letting go and releasing and making space. So if you do that this time of year, it will just feel easier to do that. It goes along with the natural cycle. If you'd like to learn more about living and working in tune with the seasons, join us in the seasonal journey. That's my seasonal membership where this is what we do throughout the year is we tune into the seasonal energies and we learn about them and we align our life and work with them to make it more easy and flowing and a bit more magical. You can learn more and join us in the seasonal journey at amandacook.me slash T-S-J for The Seasonal Journey, amandacook.me slash T-S-J. I also love to hear from listeners. So if you have a question about living or working in tune with the seasons, about how to make this a little bit easier, like what should you be doing this time of year or how to do a specific thing in your business more in tune with these natural energies or any other type of question along those lines, um, send me an email. And it might be the topic of a future episode. So you can email me at hello at amandacook.me. Okay, so let's talk about clearing business clutter, letting go of business clutter, especially this time of year in autumn. So a really cool thing about autumn letting go is that you don't need to fill the space. So we do a lot of letting go and making space in autumn and in spring. Those are our two transition seasons. But in the spring, the emphasis tends to be on planting seeds, on starting new projects, right? We're spring cleaning so that we can start something new. But the autumn, we're just letting go. We just let go and make space. Let our life and our work feel more spacious. Because after autumn comes winter, and winter is a time of rest. 
So we're just letting go, creating space, and then letting it lie fallow and rest and nourish over the winter. And then we'll figure out what needs to fill it in the spring. So I find this as a huge relief that we can just give thanks and let go and just let it be. We can stop doing things in our business and we don't need to backfill it immediately. So when we talk about letting go of clutter, I think about it in three ways, physical, mental, and emotional. So physical clutter is like how you normally think of clutter, like just physical junk around that you don't need papers and belongings and things that are just taking up space. And then there's mental and emotional. So mental might be like obligations and things in your schedule and habits and things that you're doing. Emotional is could also be like obligations, but things that you in guilt and things that you feel like you have to do or um, a favorite of mine is trying to save someone, you know, like trying to save someone, trying to feel like you know how other people should be, wanting things to be a different way than they are. Um, it could also be regret or loss or grief or just all these emotions, these heavy emotions that are no longer really serving you. We can let go of those as well. But in this episode specifically, we're going to talk about our business and letting go of business clutter. So if you have physical business clutter around, like papers, old business cards, old marketing materials, I just got rid of a bunch of copies of my book, to be honest, because I bought this huge box of copies of my book. And I was just like, you know what? I just don't need these anymore. So I let them go, which felt really good. And also got rid of a load of old marketing materials that no longer fit with my brand. So if you have stuff like that, definitely that's a good first place to start in letting go of business clutter this autumn. But what I'm most interested in discussing for this episode is more the mental and emotional side of decluttering your business and letting go of things in your business this autumn. So I'm going to address a few different areas and I'd say you don't need to do them all. Pick the one that really speaks to you. You might have a, as I I talk about them, you might have a sense like, oh yeah, I've got some extra clutter there that I could let go of. So just pick one and dig into that one. So what I would start by doing is actually tracking what you do on a regular basis. So as I talked about in my book, uh, Wellpreneur and in the Wellpreneur Planner, there are two major types of activities that you do in your business. One is recurring activities. So those are the things that you do on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. They happen over and over and over again. So it might be something like send your newsletter, um, do a campaign to get new clients, post on social media, run a workshop. It's like stuff you do over and over again, right? And then there's special projects, like one-off projects. So that might be something like write a book, create a new course, develop a new program. It's like something you do one time and then and then it's done. You don't have to do it again. So those are two types of activities. So for this, I want you to look at the recurring activities. So what are the things that you do over and over and over again in your business? It can get really easy to just overlook those things that we do on a regular basis because they just become part of our schedule. So if you make a list of all of those things you or your assistant um, or your team members do on a regular basis, then what's really interesting to look at is then go through that list and look both at the joy that you get from it. So, you know, do you love doing it? How much joy do you get from this? And then profit. 
So look at each one of those items on your list in terms of joy and profit. So sometimes there's things that we do, like post on social media, and we're not really getting anything from it. We started doing it because we heard we should do it, and then we just keep doing it, and really we're not seeing any results. So that could be a good candidate for saying, is this really worth my time? Do I need to change how I'm doing this? Do I need to change the platform that I'm on? Could I stop doing it altogether? I don't know. I don't know the answer for you. But by looking at the joy and the profit, it will start to give you ideas of things that you're like, why am I doing this thing? Okay, so there's your starting point. So here's the different areas that you might want to look at. And again, just pick one that calls to you. So subscriptions and payments, especially if you run an online business or do online marketing, it's really easy to start getting a whole bunch of subscriptions, monthly payments for different tools or memberships or um, opportunities or just all these things that come up, right? I have lots of recurring subscriptions in my business because every tool I use in my business seems to have a recurring subscription. So it can be nice to look back over the past two or three months of your bank statements and see what's actually being taken out. What are you paying for? And then do you need all of those things? That could be a really easy way to make a little bit of extra money saved or even save some money um, and just free up the amount of tools and the amount of um, monthly payments that you're making. Once you have your list of the things that you do need to pay for in your business, then you might be able to contact the provider and see if you could get a deal. Do they have a customer loyalty bonus? Or if you prepay for the year, maybe they'll give you a couple months free. Who knows? But I think there's a few ways there that, that you could go in and save some money if you wanted to as well. I often find also that technology moves on. So the suite of tools that I used a year or two ago might not be necessary now because tools get new functionality or you realize you don't need to do that thing anymore. So periodically reviewing your subscriptions and your outgoings from your account is really, really useful. It's a very useful way to make some more space, financial space in your business. You can also look at letting go of products and services that either don't bring you joy or aren't profitable. I just realized when I'm talking about joy, this actually sounds a lot like Marie Kondo, doesn't it? So if you haven't read it already, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo is all about looking at those items in your home that spark joy and keeping them and letting go of everything else. So I guess we can apply that same idea to our business. What sparks joy? What is joyful? It's okay to have something in your business just because you love it. But if you don't love it and it's not profitable, then it's probably worth looking at doing something else. So you could look at those products and services that you are selling in your business and what is actually bringing in the most of your revenue. What I see a lot with online entrepreneurs is that there are too many offerings. And it makes sense because as we're starting our business, we're not exactly sure what's going to sell. So we create a lot of different things to try them out. And then we can just kind of leave them around up for sale. But rather than having 10 things that just sell so-so, what if you really double down and focused on like the one or two products that are really profitable that actually do sell and put all of your efforts there? What if you could just let go of everything else? You can run a flash sale on it at the end if you want, like a going out of, you know, a say goodbye sale to this product, do a last big sale and then just let it go and focus on those things that are the most profitable or the most joyful. And if you come across something that 
is profitable, but not joyful. So it brings in money, but you don't like to do it. How could you make it so that you don't have to do that thing? Could you automate it? Could you hire somebody to run part of it? Could you bring in a partner? You know, there's lots of ways that we can be creative. You don't have to do things in your own business that you don't want to do, right? We can always think of ways um, to make it more effective and more joyful. Okay, so we've talked about looking at the activities you do on a regular basis, looking at your subscriptions and payments, looking at your products and services, if there's some of those you could let go of. Then we've got a couple more. What about marketing activities? It's really easy to get stuck into doing marketing activities that don't actually deliver results. So things like sending your newsletter, that could be hugely effective or it could be not effective. So I'm not saying if you should do it or not, you might just need to change your approach to it, but why keep doing something that's not working for you? It doesn't make sense. It could be social media, it could be giving talks, it could be partnerships or referrals. What kind of marketing activities are you spending your time and money on that are not delivering results for you? What about your clients? So are you working with clients in a way that is not efficient or effective, or you're doing things for your clients? Like for example, deliver. if you do coaching, maybe you're spending an hour after each session writing up detailed session notes. Do you need to do that? Is it delivering value to your clients? Do they actually read them and use them? I don't know. They might. It might be hugely valuable or they might not. So are there things like that that you're doing for your clients because you've always done them that way or you heard you should do them that way and actually it's not helping you get them better results or it's not helping get those amazing transformations that will give you the referrals and the testimonials that you really want for your business. So worth taking an objective look at. You know, this is the season to say, let's question everything. We don't have to do it just because we always did. Let's really question and take a look at what's really working. What about bad or needy clients? Now, this doesn't mean that they're bad people or that we don't like them. That has nothing to do with it. But if you've worked with clients one-on-one, you've probably noticed that you have some clients that are so easy They always pay on time. They show up for their sessions. They do all their homework. They're just a joy to work with. And there's other clients that are just really needy. If you have some needy clients, might this be a good time to look at transitioning them off to something else, transitioning them to a different program, to a group program, um, just wrapping up your relationship together? How could we maybe make this change and let it go? That's a big topic, but everything's on the table here. If you have clients that are draining your energy and taking too much energy from you um, and too much attention for what you're getting back from them and how you're able to help them, maybe it's time to let it go. And the last piece to look at is appointments or groups or obligations. So have you volunteered to be part of different groups or associations? Are you part of networking events? Are you going to events or participating in groups or participating in masterminds or discussion groups or whatever it is um, that maybe were amazing in the beginning and just don't really fit you anymore. They're not really delivering the results that you want or you feel like you've outgrown them a bit. This is also a good time to just let them go. So out of all of these topics, I encourage you just to pick one, just pick one area that calls to you and see what can you let go of? 
What can you declutter, release in your business to free up more space? And again, remember that this season in autumn, we don't need to backfill it. It's okay to just let it go. It's okay to let go of some of your products and services, to let go of some of your clients, to let go of some of your marketing activities. It's okay to have a really streamlined, simple business. In fact, streamlined, simple businesses are often a lot more profitable than very complicated businesses because they're easier to focus all of your energy and effort in one direction. So just because you let go of things and let there be space doesn't mean that you're not ambitious, that you're not successful, that you're not going to hit all of your goals. It doesn't mean that, right? This is a mindset shift. So how can you let your business feel easy and spacious? Can you free up some more of that space this autumn so that you can just have space to rest and be so that then you can really grow in those areas that are most profitable and joyful in the spring or when the time feels right for you? If this episode has resonated with you, if you have additional questions around any of these areas of letting go or Um, other areas that you'd like me to cover about living and working in tune with the seasons, send me an email and I might use your email or the topic in an upcoming episode. You can email me at hello at amandacook.me. And if you'd like to join my membership, The Seasonal Journey, to live and work in tune with the seasons, it's really a journey of personal growth. It's a year-long journey of personal growth guided by the seasons. Then you can learn more and join us at amandacook.me slash TSJ, the seasonal journey. So amandacook.me slash TSJ. That's it for me this week, and I'll see you back here very soon with our next episode.